I'm Derek Thompson, longtime writer with The Atlantic magazine on tech, culture, and politics. There is a lot of noise out there, and my goal is to cut through the headlines, loud tweets, and hot takes in my new podcast, Plain English. I'll talk to some of the smartest people I know to give you clear viewpoints and memorable takeaways. Plain English starts November 16th. Listen for free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older. 18 and older in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. Arby's better not catch you slacking on snacking with their new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps. And your choice of ranch, barbecue, honey, mustard, and a bonus flavor called Incredible Value. You can't taste it, but boy, is it sweet. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of Weekends with Waz on the Ringer NBA podcast. I'm your host, Big Waz, a.k.a. Wazzy Lambray, and I'm joined by a very special guest today. I know I always say people are very special, but I actually mean it this time, and not just because it's his <laughs> birthday. It's my boy, Zach Harper of The Athletic, as well as Sirius XM NBA Radio. Welcome to the show, Zach. Thanks for having me. It's, you know, the dynamic duo is back together. I don't know <laughs> if I'm allowed back. to say that, but we're back together. <laughs> it's back together. They broke us up. They broke us up, man. They broke us up in the most dastardly of ways. But we found our way back, back. baby. (laughs) They can never stop us. Um, On today's show, I wanted to talk about, the. you know, we're about to be at the All-Star break. So I wanted to talk about the two teams that are at the top of their respective conferences. And of course, those two teams are the Miami Heat and the Phoenix Suns. We'll get into the Phoenix Suns later, who I think have been kind of going up below the radar and, like, haven't really gotten attention for how dominant they've been this season. But first I want to talk about the Heat, Zach, because I hadn't even talked to you about the Heat this year. Yeah. And I already knew you were on the Heat bandwagon. Yeah, I didn't, this is the thing. I don't even need to talk to you. Mm-mm. And we can get into it because sometimes I turn on Miami Heat games this season and I have no idea who these guys are right. that are playing. Large chunks of the season without Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's an all-star, bona fide. And Bam Adebayo, if he's not an all-star, he's right there as an all-star level player. They lose two of those, those guys for two chunks of the season, and they just keep chugging along. How have they been able to do that? Spo, man. Spo, like yeah. Spo, Spo might be... I know you're not supposed to say this because Greg Popovich is still the greatest and all this stuff. Spo might be the best coach in the league. Like, he's just, yeah. he's unbelievable because, you know, Bam has missed more games than he's played this season. 
Jimmy's missed like 18 games. Like it's, you know, it's, they have some significant absences and yet um, this team just keeps winning. Like it doesn't matter who they plug and play. Like, and I know people get tired of the hashtag heat culture and all that, but that's (laughs) real. Like here, here are some players who have played more minutes this season than Bam Adebayo. Gabe Vincent, Max (laughs) Struess, Caleb Martin. They've all played more minutes than Bam. And that team is at the top of the conference. How is that possible? Like, they bring in this dude, Omer Yurt Seven, who, like, all, all of a sudden was dominating the, you know, the, the summer league. And it's like, oh, maybe this guy can beat. Boom. You plug him in. When Bam's yeah. out, it's good. Dwayne Dedman revived. Like, he's good. Like, P.J. Tucker comes in and is great. They got Tyler Hero back on track after, you know, maybe feeling himself a little too much going into last season. Like, and even, like, yeah. Duncan Robinson can't hit a three-point shot at home. Like, he's great on the road, he's terrible at home, but they just find ways to win. Their offense, despite those absences, top five. The defense is top seven. Like, they're just, it's one of the most, if not the best, run organizations in the league. Yeah, and I do, because we haven't mentioned Kyle Lowry, and, you know, I'm always singing the praises of Kyle Lowry, because, again, I think a lot of the success just has to do with, this guy just understands winning basketball. Like, at every every possession, every second of the game, he understands what is the best possible position for his team to be in. Who needs to shoot it? Who needs to get it where? Right. When do you need to keep giving it to a hot hand? When do you identify a mismatch? He is just on it constantly. I do want to talk to you about just Kyle Lowry's season, just generally. Yeah, it's funny because like his numbers, I mean, I guess you would expect his numbers to be down from a scoring standpoint because they don't really need him to do that anymore. He's right. not really hitting shots like he normally would, but the leadership, like it it sounds so cliche, but it's exactly what the Knicks were hoping to get with Kemba, right? Except right. It, except it's working. Like it, it's, right. it's having an actual effect in there. And he just does, like he knows when to, you know, throw a 40-foot pass up the court to get things going and even if it doesn't end in in a transition bucket it gets the transition defense scrambling and now you have mismatches and they attack mismatches so well and I think he's done that thing like that cliche coach on the floor he takes everything Spo wants him to do on offense and defense and he applies it and he makes sure they apply it and I think that's the big reason they have been able to just plug and play these dudes when injuries or COVID's hit or whatever because they can trust that Kyle will keep them organized and then like they have their principles and they have things they want to do as a team on both ends of the floor but but at the same time while adhering to those Spo finds a way to to kind of adapt to what the talent is on the floor of like actually we'll play this way cuz we got Struess and Vincent and and Caleb Martin out there and Kyle's out there directing so we know that that's going to be organized like it's just Kyle is truly an extension of the coach on the floor and it it just works Man, you mentioned Spo earlier. Well, how I know Spo is a psychopath is that there were moments in the season where he was a, like calling plays damn near for PJ Tucker yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. allowing him to be like yeah. an offensive player. Cause like the last few years, basically PJ Tucker has been a guy, you stick him in the corner and he makes three um corner threes at a reasonable enough rate that teams have to guard him out there. And of course, we know what he's doing on the other hand, defensively, just Help defense, of course, his one-on-one defense is legendary. But, like, watching Spo, this is how you know he's a mad scientist. It's like, P.J. Tucker has been a nothing entity on offense yeah. Um, when he was with the Rockets and even when he was with the Bucks last year. And Spo's like, no, like, we know you're an NBA player. We're going to yeah. allow you to, like, do stuff with the ball in well, your hands. It's yeah. remarkable. There's, st- there's moments where I'm like, 
Does Spo think that PJ Tucker's DeMontis Sabonis? Like he's using him the exact same way. And it does like the audacity, right? Just like, you know what? Screw it. Yeah. Let's pre- let's pretend you're in the Ukraine league again. And like and right. you, you just show out, you just ball out. Like it's yeah, it's 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 incredible the way they're they're just trying stuff. But it seems like everything they try on both ends of the floor, it just works. Like they just the plug and play, like it can't be it can't be overstated. You know, Amin came on here last week and he mentioned that he he feels like because I think the Bucks are the favorite to come out of the East. I yeah. just think when they have all their guys, they look spectacular. Um, you know, I'm worried about the Brooke Lopez of it all, but I just think like when Middleton, Giannis, and Drew Holiday are playing, they're just tough, you know. Yeah. Um, but Amin was like, I think the Heat present an interesting matchup because their defense is so rudimentary. The Heat with all their ball movement stuff and the way they spread people out and how precise they are at attacking stuff after the initial point of attack and making you guard the entire defensive possession, which the Bucs have not been great at um, in past years. Amin says he thinks that, you know, the Bucs present certain problems. So what do you think about the Bucs and Heat matchup um, if it presents itself in the postseason? Well, I mean, infamously uh, on on our old podcast together, my still my current podcast. You know, a couple years ago, I tried to tell you guys the Heat were coming for the Bucks in the playoffs, and we got to the yes. bubble. And what happened? They <laughs> smacked them, right? Just embarrassed them. And then I told you guys last year, yo, the Heat are not going to duck the Bucks. And then Brent <laughs> Forbes maybe outscored Jimmy Butler in the playoff <laughs> series, and they got swept, right? So you know, so I'm one for I'm one one and one on this one, but hey. uh, but no, I like I think. Look, Giannis can go nuts and it, and it could be a wrap, right? Because if he if he's able to withstand whatever they're throwing at him defensively, there's even even as good as Bam is, there's nothing they can do if Giannis is playing like he did last year. Um, but I do think the lack of Brook Lopez really does hurt that matchup for the Bucks because he mm. presented such like he was he was rim running at the start of possessions. And they didn't have it. Like, even Bam. Bam's not strong enough to push him out. Yeah, like He's too big for Bam. Brooks a monster, man. And and he's still so strong around the basket when he wants to be. And so when he was rim running, there was nothing they could do to push him out. And then then he can float out to the three-point line and be a threat. And then defensively, you know, yes, they have to go under everything. And they have to drop coverage against everything. But they do such a good job of keeping you away from the basket that it, you know, th- they'll take those chances. Even though the Heat are the best three-point shooting team in the league this year, uh, from percentage-wise, like, you know, it, I do think if Brooks not out there, yeah, the Bucks can still scheme something and still be great, and they still have a lot of talent. But it's funny, it's funny thinking about the two rosters because going into this year, my concern for the Heat was just I don't know if they have enough depth. And they've found mm. four rotation guys out of nowhere <laughs> that now you like completely trust out there. And and with the Bucks roster, I do look at them like, ugh, there's not a lot of depth on there. You know, it's you, mm. you it's not a it doesn't take long before you're wondering, like, all right, can can Giannis's brother play 20 minutes tonight? Like, yeah. and I don't think he can. And so, yeah, like I do worry about that matchup a little bit if Brooks not out there, but you know, you know me, I'm rolling with the heat. Yeah, yeah. I I I think. I just think Giannis is at a place where he understands the assignments so well. Um, yeah. He's cut out a lot of the fat from his game where he was doing Kobe routines and dribble, dribble, dribble right. from 30 feet out. And he's cut so much of that out. And I think as a defender, he's really understood his purpose as just a menace 
every single facet of the court defensively. Right. Like, I love when he comes to the level of a pick and roll because he's so huge. And guys are like, there's some daylight, but nah. nah no, thank you. <laughs> no, that daylight's a trap. That daylight is like, hey, I bet you think you can get this ball here. You can't. No, like, I'm going to take can't. it from you. Don't and, even think about putting that up. Yeah, don't even think about it. And, and yeah, that's the thing. And, and I think, too, like, Drew, right? Like, Kyle Lowry's an incredible force. And Tyler Hero has been back to what you would want him to be and maybe even more this season. But Drew could still lock both those guys up. Like, Drew right. is still, like, he's still the best at this defense thing when he wants yeah. to and when he locks in. We saw that during the playoffs last year. Um, he was so good. Like, I know he got a lot of a lot of shit for, you know, missing Some shots the in the playoffs. Some of the stuff he was doing on offense was, was It was, was a little bold. out of pocket. It was, it was tough. Yeah, yeah it, was a little, it, was tough. it was a little ambitious. But, um, but when he, defensively, like, he can still lock anybody down. Yeah, and then, of course, there's the other matchup, the Brooklyn Nets, who just, like, there's so much in the air with them. But what I will say about Miami, why I like them against a team like Brooklyn, is that I don't think they'll have to get into rotations. That's where Brooklyn kills you, right? Where it's like... You get into scrambling rotations. You don't know who you want to cover, whether it's Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Patty Mills, Joe Harris, and you just completely – you're giving up threes to incredible three-point shooters, right? But I think the Heat, if Bam, Jimmy, uh, PJ, and Kyle are right, those are four guys that you can switch a majority of those Brooklyn – um, picking roles and things things like that. Not that you want Cal Lowry guarding Kevin Durant on a given possession, right, on a right. switch. However, it's not a train wreck if right. it happens. Yeah. You know, it's not a train wreck for Jimmy, Jimmy to be on Kyrie Irving or James Harden. I just think they have the defensive talent, tenacity. And, of course, Spolster is just – he's a wizard when it comes to game planning and scheming yeah. up stuff and figuring out – how they want to go about attacking Brooklyn offensively, um, I think they present a problem for the Nets in a potential playoff matchup. Well, especially like, look, we know that James Harden is not happy there, right? Like, like that, <laughs> like that is he can that him being asked about that at the press conference, like. I do. I didn't really. Not that I didn't believe the reports. I just wasn't sure. Like, okay, am I gonna really believe that this is? You know, I was kind of on the fence. And then I heard him try to deny the reports in the way he did. He's like, like, it's reports. Yeah, he's you like, reports, you didn't hear from me. I was like, okay, that's just true. Like, that's like that's all I needed to hear. Like, that was the worst, like, example of, like, lying your way through a, a story. And so, like, look, I, I don't know if that's going to affect how he is in the playoffs. I think he's still adjusting. I actually think he's played better than most people give him credit for this year. But the thing about that matchup is the Heat – the Heat have to adjust to what the Bucks are doing. The Heat don't really have to adjust to what the what the Nets put out there, right? Like right. it actually kind of plays more to the strengths of the type of lineups that Spo wants to throw out there, and just the way he varies up all those zone coverages. Like KD's still going to get his, but you can you can weather a forty point storm from KD as long as the other guys out there. Plus, Kyrie's not going to be there for half the series. Like it, like that yeah. can't. I can't get past that story enough. Like he's not going to be there. That's weird. It's like remember when like Roger Clemens was only pitching home games for the Astros. Like yeah. that's what that feels like. <laughs> it's it's crazy because again, like, and I've said this already on Bill's pod on this one. I was like, I can believe the thing about that report that I could believe the most was. 
Harden being a little frustrated with the Kyrie thing. Yeah. It's just like That's not what you that's not what you moved your way there for, right? Bro, like you, you just won't get you the jab. Be a big three. Yeah, exactly. Like 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 have me and KD turn into zombies or like because we got the like what right. what what are you doing? Like what are you doing? Well, I can one hundred percent buy into that. Also, like, look, we don't have to get deep into that part of it, but right. you're gonna be a voiceless or a voice for the voiceless by not talking? By posting like Instagram art, that's not really a voice for the voiceless. Also, the voiceless are pretty fucking loud most of the time. Like, right. like it's not like they're hurting to get their name out there. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. And and again, it's not just that. It goes back to last year too, where he took so many PTO days. Where it was just like, yeah, Kyrie's not playing because personal whatever. He just yeah. doesn't want to play right now. He's not feeling well. Or and it's like for those guys to watch him and. Let's face it; it's kind of diva behavior. But you but know what I was, mean. What's What's funny is Harden did that too. Like, remember, like his friend was becoming a girl boss or whatever that was. Like a oh like, yes. So like he did it, and then he goes and sees Kyrie. He's like, "Hold on a second, this is not acceptable. We can't be is doing it, this." I, no, 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 no. I'm not used to playing on teams with guys that I count on. Exactly, aren't like, held accountable. I'm the one that's unaccountable yeah. here. We don't do that. So yeah, so I'm really fascinated just by the Heat season. I, I can't wait for the playoffs because I think these matchups are going to be so fascinating on the yeah. Eastern Conference side. And, um, yeah, I, I, look, I'm, I'm on record. I, I think the Bucs are going to go to the finals, but I think Miami is right there with everybody else in the conference. Just watch, yo, just watching the intensity level on a game-by-game game because a little birdie told me you guys have been ripping me from my Hawks um, – Pick wow, up. ripping is <laughs> look one. Hawks look a lot better lately, the right? Trey Young, Trey Young said, "No, it's not for the Hawks pick. It's the dismissal of my Memphis Grizzlies. The oh, Grizzlies out here running you into the ground, man. Like just making you yeah. look so bad. Like this is way worse than how I looked after the Bucks swept the Heat. Like I took my lumps, but this is a season long. That was a week." Right? Like, they were done in a week. Bro, this is a season-long just annihilation. They have, they have been making me look horrible. It's <laughs> But like don't give so in. Waz, you can't give no, in. No, 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 no. I'm not going to concede. Because the second, they like, Anthony the second Davis they dunks win, on them. Yeah. Bro, the second they don't want a playoff series, yeah. I'm back on their asses. Right, yes. But whatever. We, yeah. we, we're going to leave that for another day. <laughs> this episode is supported by State Farm. Man. I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A-game? 
Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. And I do want to take it to the Western Conference where the Suns are comfortably... At number one, at yeah. 39, 39 and nine. Yeah. Okay. They're second in the league in net rating, only mm-hmm. behind the Golden State Warriors. Top five defense, top five offense. Um, they look incredible, yet nobody seems to think they're like the team to beat in the NBA and when the playoffs roll around. I just find that strange. Like, look, I I'm a Devin Booker guy. Um, I remember when people were calling him empty stats person where he puts up numbers, but, you know, the defense was horrible. Um, He sort of had a tunnel vision. It wasn't wasn't a playmaker, especially early on in his career. He was a bit of a chucker that way. Um, But, however, I just remember thinking like, yo... Nobody seems to be able to stay in front of this dude. His jumper's wet. The playmaking is coming around. What the hell am I missing right Right. now with this dude? You know, and then voila, they get way better players around him. And now he's, you know, he's probably the second best player on a team that's at the top of the West, right? Um, And again, they're guarding the hell out of people. That's kind of my favorite thing. Like some people like the ball movement, which is great. Like the ball Mm -hmm. whizzes around over there. And they've definitely taken on the identity of Chris Paul, who, by the way, me and Rob Mahoney got into an argument. He believes Chris Paul should be starting in the All-Star game over John Morant. I was like, no, thank you. Give me John Morant. Nah, give, give me, me dunks. Give me highlights. Yeah. Give me give me superficiality. Get out of here with this team success bullshit. Um, I want all-stars. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. I just think what they do on defense is real, you know? Yeah. And I think that can carry on from series to series when you're not playing Giannis Antetokounmpo. And so, yeah, it feels like they should be the team that everybody's picking to come out of the West. Uh, what, did, what are you to make of uh, the Phoenix Suns this year? Yeah, I mean, they're the best team in the league, not just because of their record. Like, they're just flat out the best team. They can play any way that they want to. And I know, yes. like, look, I'm excited that the Warriors are back and they look incredible. And, you know, once Draymond's back on the court with Clay and Steph, like, it's going to look like 2005 or 2015 all over again sometimes, right? Like, it's going to be incredible. But if you look at the team who is built to defend that, it's the Suns. They can defend any way you need to. And even like yeah. the Giannis stuff in the finals last year, that was because like they didn't have, like they had Frank Kaminsky to throw out there. When DeAndre Ayton <laughs> got into foul trouble, right? Like, like Frank Kaminsky's not gonna stop anybody in the NBA, right? Like that's just not gonna happen. And so with that, like they went out and they got JaVale McGee. They went out and like picked up Bismack Biombo, who looks great for them right now. Yeah. Like they actually have that depth Bismack now. Bismack Biombo shouts to Jesus and Mero. Um <laughs> He is a great backup big. Yeah. If you want him playing 32 minutes a night. No, it's going to be. No, because because he has these mental lapses where it's just like, bro, like, come on. You're a pro now. Right. Right. And same with JaVale McGee, like spot duty, non-starter minutes. Right. That's completely fine. And they got two of those guys, which I think is incredible for them. Yeah, absolutely. And like Aiden's missed like 20 games and you would never know it. 
right? Like right. It, because they have the depth there now. And and I, I don't know. I just look at that team. They can hit threes. It's a Chris Paul team that plays fast. Yeah, you know, which, which is has not, never not been typical. the case. Yeah, it's yeah. A, like their pace is really is really high. Um, James Jones brought in a bunch of good players. Monty Williams shaped the culture. Chris Paul hammered it home. And it is like you mentioned Devin Booker. It's so crazy. Like we've had all these like, should Jokic be the MVP? Look at what they're doing when he's not on the floor. They're terrible. And like, oh, Giannis is back. He should be it. John Morant, Kevin Durant, like, you know, Steph Curry. What about DeMar DeRozan? Like we have all these guys. Joel Embiid's in the mix now. Devin Booker's putting up 25 points, five and a half rebounds, four and a half assists a game on the best team best in the team league. Best team in the league, yeah. Doesn't get a mention, right? No. Like that, like it's that's crazy though, right? Like as good as he's been, and it's because it's truly because like he and Chris Paul just split that, they just split that credit, like right down the middle. Like that's just where it goes, and no one considers them for this, for these like you know accolades. But this is a team like. If you told me, hey, I came back from the future and the Suns won the championship, I wouldn't be like, wait, how did that happen? I'd be like, yeah, that sounds right to me. Yeah, and what I what I love is the humility to be like, yo, Chris Paul can't we we have no problem with Chris Paul being a closer at the right. end of games, right? Like Chris Paul doesn't exert himself to the fullest extent all game long because he can't. The guy's Body is broken down three trillion right. times already in his career. And he saves it for the fourth. And Booker's like, yo, I'm going to do all of the attention grabbing stuff to suck in defenses, to give right. you room to operate. Like what he does, like off the ball, obviously he's not a Steph or uh Reggie Miller or Ray Allen off the ball, but for somebody who has as much on ball juice as he has to do what he does off the ball to attract the attention to defenses and do the spot up stuff is just incredible. Um, I'm proud of the dude that the player that he's become because he did. Yeah. He was getting a lot of shit, a lot of shit because the Suns had crappy teams around him because because he couldn't win with Dragon Bender. Like, that, <laughs> like, like you know what? What's funny? What hurt him? I think from a PR standpoint is just the fact that like that 70 point game and a loss where they're like fouling to yeah. get him more chance mm-hmm. to get to 70. Yep. I think that. I mean, even Jay Crowder at the time, like you know, was was shitting on him on social media and stuff, and they're going back and forth. And, and like, that left, a like, I think a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. And so I got asked about this, you know, and, and Sun's Twitter was mad at me because they're like, why doesn't he get more credit? And, and I didn't say he was. I'm like, look, when you have a dude putting up big stats on a bad team, the question is, is, is this dude, like, the empty stats, the looter and the riot, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Kevin Love went through it. Devin Booker went through it. You know, Andre Drummond went through it. And sometimes the answer is no, this dude's legit. And sometimes the answer is yeah, this is garbage. Hassan, Hassan Whiteside putting up empty ass numbers every time he's on the floor, right? But Devin Booker needed to learn how to do that stuff. Like once you got a good team around him, oh, he's actually a really good defender now. Imagine that when he's not like having to score 50 points to bring Marquise Chris and Dragon right. Bender to within 10 the defense is, every single night. The defense night. Yeah. coming along has been a revelation, yeah. of course. And, it, and I think it helps having guys like Jay Crowder and Mikael Bridges on the team. Like, Mikael Bridges, like, that dude might be the best wing defender in the NBA, right? Like, yeah. he's so good. And just having that, like, it's just the culture of, like, when all these guys want to do something that is sacrificing for the team and the superstar sees that and the superstar's like, yeah, I can do that too. That's when you know you have a special culture. Yeah, and we mentioned the Warriors, who, again, are right behind them uh, at 37 and 13 themselves. They're leading the league in net rating. Quiet is kept. And I know Rudy's been in and out of the lineup. 
Donovan Mitchell has been in and out of the lineup. Quiet is kept. My Utah Jazz. Your boys, yeah. Are third in net rating in the NBA with all of this lineup fluctuation. I still mm-hmm. think, I still, I personally still think they're at the level of the Suns and the Warriors, even though they've never shown it in the history of their, um, in the history of this iteration of the franchise. I don't know why I can't quit Utah. No, man. Waz, you're right. Like, they are as good as the Suns and the Warriors in the regular season. Like, you have to put some respect <laughs> on the regular season jazz. You know, when they get to the playoffs, you know, they become the Timberwolves all of a sudden. But, you know, in the regular oh season, woo, that's a bad oh, team right there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah so, because I think most people think it's going to come down to Phoenix and Golden State. Everybody yeah. is done pretending that the Lakers are anything other than a train wreck. Oh, my God. I think Memphis <laughs> is too young to actually pull I, something off. I think Memphis needs another guy, right? Yeah. Because like, there's going to be a point in the playoffs, and maybe Ja will just be so you good. You mean it's not it Dylan matter. Brooks? <laughs> no, I mean, it's not the guy who shoots under 40% from the field. Don't, no, it's not don't him. Don't get me started. But but he, they do need another dude that can create. And mm-hmm. and I and I don't see them needing to make that push. Like, you go in the playoffs this year, you see you see how it looks now that you're going to have some expectations. Um, and then you go out and, and see, you know, how you acquire that second guy. For him, I don't think Jaron Jackson is that guy on on offense. Obviously, defensively, and he's good on offense. He's just not. Yeah, he's not going to take over stuff. He's a right? finisher. Yeah. He's not an initiator. He's not right. a guy that you just soak up possessions from his offense, right? right. Like he's not going to draw two because yeah. a big man is guarding him. He's right. just not one of those guys. He's it's dope that he's such a good three point shooter, even though his his jumper is his percentage is down this year i think he's about like 31 32 percent where in the past years he's been around like closer to 38 37 but like you know he's still wetting his free throws so like i I wouldn't leave that dude open Mm -mm. (laughs) you know what i'm saying like i think he's still um a good shooter i just think like look is bane i gotta put some respect on he's good man also they just really talk they talk yeah, so they much. I was do. actually talking to to Jaron Jackson Jr. on the radio um, last week, and I was like, you know, asking him about that mentality. He goes, "Do we really talk that much?" Like he was like <laughs> acting like he didn't know. I was like, "Are you kidding me? No, do you watch Dylan, the rest of the league? Like you Dylan pay attention Brooks to your is, opponents? Like no, dude, Dylan Brooks Dylan alone. Brooks is, he's out of control, dude. <laughs> like I'm just like, yo, this dude is trying to start fights on yes, the court. He and day. Desmond like, Bain because Desmond Bain flagrant. walks like a football player. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he holds he, his arms like a football player. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like he's so a you know back. he's yeah. he's ready to go at any time. <laughs> but that's the thing though with Bain and Brooks, right? Against potentially, you know, let's just say potentially in a second round matchup, um, if if they end up at the four seed, a second round matchup against the Suns. Um, when you're trying to score one on one against Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay yeah. Crowder, and then you got Aiton help side, it's tough. That's gonna be and Chris, Chris Paul digging down to like swipe yes. it, you know, you know, Devin Booker swiping like. It's going to be really hard. Much respect I yeah. got for, for the Memphis for, like, finding these guys where they found them, right? Yeah. Like, we talk about Miami's player development. I think that's incredible what they've done, you know, to get Bane where they did, mm-hmm. to develop Brooks how they have, you know, and some of the other, guys, the, the other younger guys. But in a playoff setting where Phoenix has you completely scouted and – Again, you guys, those two guys, not Ja. We know Ja. Ja's Ja. Ja's gonna be great. Yeah, he's gonna. Ja's a, Ja's kick a genius, ass. man. He's a genius yeah. out there. Yeah, he is. He really is. And his like, 
He's able to find stuff, anticipate where the opening is going to be when he's finding dudes on the playmaking tip. Yeah. Of course, we know the acrobats and nobody can stay in front. Like, we know the the wild stuff, but, like, the subtle stuff that he does is incredible. And I think he's going to do that in the playoffs. But how they can win is because these other guys are making stuff happen. And I just don't think those dudes are there. And that's what I was trying to say, Grizzlies fans. Just, mm, no, you know, no, 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 no. I don't let, don't let Laws back out of this. He was saying all, you were a playing tournament-ass team no, 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 that was no, no, going to no, get no, smacked no, in the first round. No, no, that's exactly no, no, no. what Waz was saying. No, 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 no. I've known first this man all, too long. I, like, first trust all, me. First of all, I was comparing Ja to Steph Curry, one of the 20... 15 probably top 10 hoopers mm -hmm. that ever laced them up. Mm -hmm. I thought I was paying the guy a compliment. Everybody took the other part where I called the supporting cast man and ran with it. I don't know why. Okay. You don't know why. <laughs> Grizzly says, let me what the let me tell you what the B in Beale Street stands for. It stands for Big Waz is lying right now. That's what it stands for, okay? He was trying to say, like, I don't even think he was convinced he'd win the playing tournament. He's probably gonna talk oh, himself God. into Carl Anthony Towns stepping forward Stop and eliminating the Grizzlies. It. No, no, you no, protect no, that no, three seed, Memphis. No, you protect no, no. it, and watch I'm, watch him cower when you take down the Warriors in the second. I don't actually believe that part, but we'll cut that <laughs> if, we, if we need. But yes, no, and that's what I'm saying. Like if they stay on the three seed, I think the Warriors, of course, defensively the best team. That's tough. Yeah, Nate Duncan came out came on this podcast and said that's the best unit in the NBA. The mm -hmm. Warriors' defensive unit when Draymond is right. It's going to be too much for them. And if they slip to the fourth, I think Phoenix is perfectly... Yeah, Phoenix is, Phoenix is too hard of a to, matchup. Yeah, to, that's, to step that's up against them. Yeah. But yeah, I think Phoenix is going to the conference finals. It's going to be a matter of can they, you know, take care of the, um, the Golden State Warriors or, you know, whoever, whoever else might get there. And I just feel like it's them, you know. Yeah. Early in the season when the Warriors went on their run and they were shocking everybody, everybody's like, damn, are the Warriors going to be back? And I think there's something to be said, like, I need to see somebody beat Draymond, Steph, sure. and Clay in the playoff series yeah. when those guys are completely locked in and relatively healthy because, like, you know, I remember what they did to Portland in 2019. Yo, just like that. Rude, KD yeah. goes down and it was it was so mean was, what they did to them. There's one thing that worries me about what you just said, okay? Like you need to see someone take those three down, right, when they're healthy. Is a Draymond said that on a podcast recently. It's like, hey, no one's beat us, you know, when we're all together and we're healthy and everything. Um, 2016 never happened. Well, he got suspended. Remember, he got suspended oh! for a game, and then but so he said oh that. God, but you know that that sounds like Doc Rivers, right? With yeah, Doc's yeah, like, well, yeah, no one's yeah. ever beat us when I started. Nobody's ever beaten yeah. Buntu. Yeah, yeah still, exactly. Still and so it worries me to adopt that attitude. I like the confidence from Draymond. <laughs> I like the confidence from you there, but I just get a little bit of a Doc Rivers vibe there, and I don't think you want that if you're Draymond on the Warriors. Yeah, you never want to go super confident with a lineup predicated on starting Kendrick Perkins. No disrespect um but like i don't know if you ever want to go super confident with that yeah but yeah i'm i'm man i'm really blown away by what phoenix has done this year i mean i think i really do think they're the best team in the league and i and i do think like they would be my favorite to come out of the west right now i know everyone's on like and that's not disrespect on the warriors i just think they're a more complete team the question though is can someone you know can can devin booker match steph if Steph mm. goes off in a series, can Booker match that consistently? Mm. Maybe. I don't think it's I don't think it's out of the question. And then defensively, is there anyone on Phoenix as good defensively as Draymond when he's healthy and locked in? No. 
Like as mm. good as Bridges is. As, and so if you have the yeah. best offensive player and you have the best defensive player, right. that's a tough starting point. But I still like the Suns team more than more than anybody. All right, well, you heard it here first, y'all. Zach Harper picking the Suns to win the championship. Guaranteed. <laughs> stamp it. Rubber stamp that we thing. We got Suns um, Grizzlies conference finals. Lock it in. <laughs> and the winner gets to play the Heat. <laughs> I love it. Zach, tell the people where they can find you, bro. Oh, man, I'm at Talk Hoops across all socials. Check out the uh, the Athletic NBA show. Check out the Athletic and check out uh, SiriusXM NBA Radio. Love it. See you guys next week. Peace.